you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Night City Stories, a podcast about the stories we create in Cyberpunk 2077. My name is Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey. Yes, and on this episode, we are actually going to talk about launch week. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 came out about a week ago. <laughs> you know, from uh, this, re- well, actually, sorry, not from this recording, but when you guys hear this, <laughs> it'll be about a week. So, uh, originally we were going to talk about the prologue, we were just going to kind of hop right into the prologue and get started with the story, but I think it would be a good idea for us to just, you know, talk about the launch and, you know, our initial thoughts on the game, and then, you know, then we can go ahead and get into the prologue maybe next week. Before we get into that, though, I would like to welcome any new listeners. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Night City Stories and I want to give a special thanks to our returning listeners. You listened to episode one. You came back for episode two. So we really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. I also want to give a shout out to you. Forgive me if I am pronouncing this wrong. Is it Turcography? Turcography. I am very sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but you left a review on iTunes. It says more cyberpunk content so far. So good. Was looking for another cyberpunk podcast that is informative and entertaining and good quality. So far, this podcast seems to be heading in a great direction, so I recommend it. Thank you very much for the review. We do appreciate that. So two other people left reviews too, but they didn't leave. Well, so they, they gave us ratings, but they give us reviews. So uh, thank you to those people as well if, if you are listening. So. Launch hype was last week. I think we we we, we recorded. I think uh, on a on a Tuesday or maybe was it was a Monday, Bob? The record Monday last week, and then we put the show out. The first episode out on a Tuesday, and yeah. then uh, yeah, yeah, and then and, you know, then we just you know let the let the let the cyberpunk bask over us on when it released on Wednesday uh, night for us uh, those of us here in the United States. Uh. I think we should start with the elephant in the room. We should start with the bad stuff first. Uh, and I don't want to linger on it too much, but I think it would just be negligent to not talk about uh, some of the launch problems. Not some of the launch problems, but you know, a, a, there's a huge chunk of cyberpunk fans or people who are looking forward to the game that are unable to play it in the form that I would say it was intended, right? They're not having a great time with cyberpunk right now. So if you've been anywhere near the internet for the last week, uh, you would have heard that cyberpunk on consoles having major issues and don't get me wrong. That's not the only place where cyberpunk is having issues. I think the game is having some, some bugs. There's bugs across the board, across platforms. But last-gen consoles, the PS4, the Xbox One, are having some really, really bad problems uh, with, with, with their performance. So bad, in fact, that despite having one of the 
best I actually, it might actually even be the the biggest game launch in history but i, I can't confirm that 100 percent. so i'm gonna say one of the biggest game launches in 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 games history cd products red stock dropped by about 30 percent because of all of the complaints of bugs and things like that so yeah last gen performance is really bad uh it's worse on ps4 right now and we're talking like low resolutions, low frame rates, crashes, texture pops and pop-ins, stuttering, T-poses. And it's to the point that, you know, there are a lot of people who are actually getting refunds, like from, especially from the Sony store. I, I heard most of the people who, like with PlayStations who are talking about refunds are getting their refunds, which by the way, what that means is like in order to get a refund from the PlayStation store, if you don't know you can't play the game, I think, for more than two hours. So that means people are loading up the game and the performance is so bad in the first two hours of the game that they're they're like, I can't play this. I don't want to play this. I don't I want my money back. And that's what's happening. And it's really unfortunate. Now there is better performance on better consoles, but you also have to remember that the Xbox Series X and the PS5, these aren't version specific to them. Basically, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are just doing the backward compatibility play on this game. There are There is no next-gen console version of Cyberpunk. I think that's coming out later, and I think they said the upgrades will be free. I can't remember for sure. But uh, they are playing a bit better, and it has a lot to do with, obviously, this better CPU. They both have better CPUs, better GPUs, and faster storage. And I think that's where a lot of problems are coming in, even on PC. The recommendation is to install this on an SSD, not a hard drive, not a regular hard drive. Yeah, I can't imagine so. installing it on a regular hard drive. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of the newer games coming out are really just requiring an SSD. I have the early access to Baldur's Gate 3, and I had that initially on a regular hard drive, and basically. Half of the time when someone was talking, their lips just wouldn't move. Like the voices were completely off and everything. I moved it to an SSD problem fixed immediately. So I believe that this is just the way of the future, the way games are being made, the way we're loading things in seamlessly and not having loading screens. You're just going to have to get with the program and get an SSD or don't complain. Well, I know also I was when I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn over the summer, um, a lot of my problems were fixed by moving it to my SSD. I, I, I didn't I realized I didn't have it installed on an SSD and I moved it over and a lot of my problems were actually solved. So I think you're right. A lot of games going forward are going to require SSDs. But if you're on a PS4 or an Xbox one, you don't have that option. You just don't. Nope. It, I think, you know, I honestly feel I, I honestly feel like they should have just. They could have maybe released the game on PC and pushed it for console. Just put because what what are people not going to buy it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to buy it. They're going to be angry that it got pushed up, that it got released on PC first. Like no, I think they should have just pushed it out on console and either a fix it so that it's playable on you know last gen consoles. You know that it's at least playable. You get a, a steady frame rate. Like it's okay, fine. It won't look that great. But you get a steady frame rate, uh, you have less bugs, or they dedicate it 
to the next gen consoles or to the current gen consoles. Actually, because hey, you know, Halo Infinite got pushed to twenty twenty one, fall twenty twenty one, and a lot of people are saying like, hey, if you, and especially because of what happened with Cyberpunk, right? They're like, yo, if you can't get it to work well on last gen consoles, just make it a exclusive to the Series X, <laughs> you know, yeah. or exclusive to to the current gen consoles. I think that would have been better than pushing this game out. Charging the same amount of money you would charge for the PC version or the the next gen version, so it's sixty dollars either way, and then you just get an, a, a terrible performance. Well, and like, uh, basically any game coming out now that's going to be backwards compatible, just be ready for this because I was playing a ton of Assassin's Creed Valhalla prior to this. I have an Xbox One. It's not the what is it? The series the X. Yeah. It's not the upgraded one. So I don't know how that performs, but it's the white one that was, you know, released a couple years ago to be the, the upgraded S. version of, you know, the regular Xbox one and right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla struggles to run that. Like there's definitely screen tearing throughout. It's, but it's doable. It's it doesn't completely ruin the experience for you. But in a in a game like Cyberpunk, it probably does. But I'm just saying, just get used to this. If you're going to stick with the old consoles or not get a PC, it's going to be your world for a while. Backwards compatibility doesn't mean runs great. Well, I don't think people were expecting it to run great. Like. People obviously understand the difference between uh, previous gen consoles and new, you know, people know that the Xbox and the PS4, the Xbox One, the PS4 are hardware from 2013, 2014. They? Even the PS4. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Even I mean, the we're PS4 talking Pro. about people. We're not talking about, we're not talking about people that are in the know and know what they're doing and understand stipulations of hardware we're talking about just the average everyday people yeah but it's not unreasonable to expect when somebody sells you a product at full price that it will at least play stable that at least be stable assassin's creed valhalla does probably doesn't look that great on the xbox or ps4 it probably it probably struggles to maintain a 30 fps you know uh it's probably struggles to maintain 30 fps but at least it's stable this game is not even stable on consoles yeah or, or sorry on on live consoles so there's a difference it is perfectly acceptable to for them to expect for the game to work when they buy it you know but you know like i mean it's it's funny because uh there's biz memes flying all over the place i saw one called cyberpunk 1997 you know <laughs> <laughs> where people are posting memes with oh look look at this what happened in cyberpunk and it's like a picture of like Deus Ex, you know, from 2000 or something. We're like running that. this on Windows so, 98. Yeah, so uh, those parts are funny. But no, I mean, I, I I get them on there. And I think CD Projekt Red really, they, they I think they've already delivered a patch. Uh, and I think that, that did fix some bugs. I think one of the major things they wanted to fix was the issue with the lighting for brain dances which apparently cause, you know, it can give people, uh, if you have epilepsy, it can cause problems for you. So I, I did notice that when I played again after the patch, instead of flashing lights, it just turns white in your face and that's it. Um, Interesting. But, um, they did also today come out and say 
They're offering full refunds to everybody until December 21st, I believe. And they're asking you to, if you bought a hard copy, go and try and replace it where you bought it. If not, call customer service. They're offering it on the Xbox, the PlayStation. I did see something right before we recorded, and I couldn't look at it, but something about PlayStation not giving refunds, but I don't see how that's possible because basically CD Projekt Red has said that they're giving refunds to anybody that wants one. Well, then they'll make you go to CD Projekt Red. So PlayStation's policy, like I said earlier, if you've played for two hours, they after two hours, they won't give you a refund. Steam does the same thing. If you play a game for less than two hours on Steam, you can refund it. Um, so, yeah, no, that that's their digital policy. And a lot of retailers will, if, if they will work with a company, like, say, it, it, you know, if they say they'll let you refund it, even if it's open. But if they don't, per se, if you go to a Best Buy and the Best Buy says they won't refund it, then you're supposed to contact CD Projekt Red directly. and uh, they'll, they'll work with you. So I know they said they're delivering a patch in January and then another one in February. And, you know, I, I don't know if I just want, if I'd want to wait that long, you know, like, okay, well I'll just sit on the game. I would probably, in my case, if that was, if it was my only option, I'd probably be one of the people that just got a refund back for the game. And then, you know what? I will pick it up a year from now or so when it's on sale because it's going to be on steam sale it's going to be on digital sale so i'll just get it then yeah definitely i mean i almost with playing it on my 1070 graphics card part of me wants to just sit on it and wait until i get a new graphics card but i can't do that because of the show but part of me wants to do that because it's a good game so far, so I want to enjoy it, it to the utmost that I can, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of playthroughs, so maybe my uh, wife will get me a new graphics card for Christmas. Hint, hint. She's just in the <laughs> other room. Yeah, if she can find one. That's that's the thing right now. Uh, so like I said, there's been bugs. Uh, consoles or last-gen consoles were affected the most here, but there have been bugs across the board. I mean, I've run into a bunch myself. Like, I ran into a mission progression bug where I had to reload the save. Um, I Actually, Kurabara from one of our other... Well, actually, he's on a couple of our other shows. Uh, but he ran into a problem where he was, like, driving... I think it was like on a motorcycle or something like that. And all of a sudden he just like gets thrown off of it. Turns out he ran into another car that was invisible. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that hadn't loaded in yet. <laughs> yeah. You need to load that yet. on an SSD, Kurabara. I ran into what I thought was funny. I think for some people it might have been frustrating. But so you can have you can have you have options to not have weapons um equipped, right? And there is a mission early on in the game where you have to go into an area and you can't have any weapons. Well, when I was leaving that mission, I just didn't, I went through the entire mission stealth. I never pulled out a weapon. So I never equipped a weapon again. And in the last part, there's an on rails portion where you have to shoot out of a car. And because I didn't have a weapon, my character just sticks his body out of the car 
and nothing happens. I can't equip weapons. I can't go uh, into the menu. Nothing. <laughs> and if I turn, it was funny because if I turn the camera all the way around, all I see is my torso hanging out of the car with no head and no arms. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I saw. Uh, I don't know. I might post a video of it. It was just, it was just funny to me. Um, I had an issue where my cars would not stop accelerating. If I got into a car, it would just book. Like it would just put the hammer down. And it would not stop. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, one of the annoying issues I had is that sometimes my gamepad will just stop working. Like, and not the whole gamepad. Like, maybe my left analog stick won't work. Or maybe my right analog stick won't work. Or maybe my buttons won't work. Or my gas won't work. Like, something like that. That is weird. And it's not the pad. It works in other games. So, <laughs> so you're using a controller. I'm using both. If I have to drive a long distance, I will, put, I will pick up the controller and drive. But other than that, I use mouse and keyboard for everything else. What controller are you using? Because I tried to use the the uh, the Nintendo Switch controller, and it it recognizes it in Steam completely fine. It recognizes it in Windows, but nothing happens in the game. So I'm using the Xbox uh X, Xbox One X controller. Try disabling the control the control the uh, control pad configuration in Steam. For that game specifically, tried to save one. I had to do that for Avengers for the Xbox controller, and it worked. Oh, sorry, for the PS4 controller, and it worked. Okay, I'll, I'll try, to that. try that because driving has been a struggle with the keyboard because there's no, you can't just move the stick halfway. It's tough to turn. And yeah, especially that first car you get is, uh, it's a, drives it's a like boat. a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a boat. Um, T poses, obviously, lots of T poses around. Um, I already mentioned the brain dance effect. Oh, enemies seeing things through walls was a problem for me in, in an early mission because I, um, I took down some people and I put their bodies in a place where nobody should be able to see, but then an enemy just looked and all of a sudden, boop, up, oh, he sees them. And now oh, the body's been found and everybody's on alert. Uh, there's been some sound mixing issues. I've had UI items get stuck on screen. So I had this one fight. Well, first of all, I mean, I've had different UI items just get stuck on the screen, right? And I had this one fight where this guy, somebody was trying to hack me. They were trying to, I think, do overheat. And I found him, and I did a breach on him. And I did the breach, and I completed it. But when I completed the breach, it stopped his overheat, but it was just stuck on the screen at, like, you know, 60%. And just stayed there until I had to completely reload the game to get rid of it. Dude, it's crazy. So, like, you've had so many more graphical bugs than me. And I've had almost, I mean, I've had very few graphical bugs. Like, well, there'll be, well, like, a personal load in in the background, like, out of nowhere. I've seen that happen maybe four times. One thing I have is I always turned all subtitles off. So when I first load the game up, Oftentimes, I don't know if the game just doesn't know subtitles are off right off the bat, but like one subtitle will show up and then I'll go all across the city and that subtitle will still be there in that location if I look. So all I do is I just go in to settings, turn subtitles on on both of them, then turn them both back off and it's gone. But I mean, as far as that, like I really have not had very many bugs at all. Yeah, I haven't had, like, out of all the bugs I mentioned, two were game-breaking, right? 
Um, so they're, they're livable. Like it's just, you know, I'll just, and because you can do quick saves in this game, at least on PC, it makes it livable. It's like, okay, let me just quick save real quick. Oh, reload. It. And plus I'm on SSD. It takes this game, like, I don't know, five seconds to fucking load. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's really quick. fast. Like so I, I end up I staying longer just to hear more of the radio broadcast while you're reloading. Yeah. Like you, I, I you don't get. Those radio broadcasts really are made for long load times, to be perfectly honest with you. I would feel bad for somebody if they didn't have an SSD because when you die, the game reloads. Like, it's not a fast reload when when you die. It reloads from the last checkpoint. So you probably end up going all the way back through that when you die. That that would suck. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I do really feel for people who are on, who can only play this on last gen console, and it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people on PC. It's definitely a bit better. The Metacritic score on PC, I think, is like ninety. You know, it, it's like ninety. The one good thing about this, like, usually when these things happen, right? Game comes out, it's super buggy. They thirty percent stock dropped. Usually, from a financial perspective, the devs. Like, you know, the developers, and I'm not talking about, like, the management. I'm talking about the actual, like, devs, the builders, you know, people like that. They lose out. But CD Projekt Red told their employees that they will still receive their bonuses, you know. So, I'm like, okay, cool. Because usually a lot of time bonuses are based on, like, you know, Metacritic reviews and stuff like that. So, if this was, like, EA, I think I'd be more worried. Because EA would just drop a game. They'll just drop that shit, (laughs) you know. But with CD Projekt Red, I do believe they're going to work through this and uh get the game fixed up that being said and i don't get me wrong i do appreciate that uh i'm not i'm not trying to dump on them or anything like that but at the same time it they they do owe it to those people <laughs> they do owe those people uh, a functioning yeah. game i've i've heard that the consoles is unplayable i haven't actually seen it but i have a lot of friends on twitter that have just expressed extreme anger and they're not people that are just going to BS. So like, it's obviously not playable on console and kind of like a little bit of a joke there. Yeah. So, and this is partially in my opinion, Microsoft and Sony's fault because they have a certification process to avoid things like this, you know? So, because this isn't just a few people, this is a lot of people. But, you know, I, I'm also trying, I mean, I'm trying to be, like, balanced here, right? I'm also trying to keep in mind that, you know, they also weren't expecting a pandemic this year, uh, and their processes are probably pretty, you know, have been hampered by that. But at the end of the day, they still put the game out, people still bought the game, they owe it to them. So hopefully they get it done fat sooner than later. I am waiting to see what they do. Uh, but let's. I do want to talk Hold about on, the visual. Though. Go ahead. Before we move on to the launch problems, I want to talk about a different launch problem, and that okay. is games press and games media. Now, there's been a ton of reviews, right? But one specifically I wanted to look at was GameSpot's review. So I want to know how these people have jobs. So the reviewer for Cyberpunk 2077 for GameSpot is Callie Plague. Okay. Plague. Plug. P-L-A-G-G-E. She put out probably one of the worst game reviews I've ever seen in my entire life. 
she comes on a podcast later after the game the game review and she's talking she's like well there were side quests but i didn't want to stop and do those yeah they were closed but i didn't want to mess with that there were this and i didn't want to mess with that she basically didn't play the game and she's just talking smack on the game and it's like do you even do your job well you have to tell me what she said because Here's a magic trick about, uh, you know, games don't read reviews. <laughs> um, I don't read game reviews, especially for a game that I know as a fact I am going to buy. If I know I'm going to buy the game, I don't read the review. There's no point. So what did she say about the game that's got you all hot and bothered, Bob? I mean, there were multiple things I, like I can't even get into it. She basically just went through the game and talked about the different things you could do and then said she didn't do them. She just went through the main story on obviously easy because looking at her profile, like she only plays Pokemon type of game. So probably a role-playing game probably wasn't for her. She didn't change her outfit once. She didn't change her guns once. She, How's that even possible to get through the game like that? I, I don't, don't. I don't know. You should have seen her on the podcast she was on because these other people are just like, oh gosh, shut up! But how does a person like this have a job at Gamespot to review games? A, a a person like this doesn't deserve to be in games journalism, but they're. They work for 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 GameSpot and have forty thousand followers on Twitter. It just it just upsets me to be quite honest. <laughs> she didn't play the game, right? I mean, don't even, you can have a, a gripe with that for sure. Like, like I said, I, I don't read reviews. I, I know there was a lot of static around the reviews. One of the, first of all, I think the review score needs to go. Review scores need to go. It's time. It's over. The time for review scores are over because. The, the time for review scores were over a long time ago when it was decided that anything, uh, and anything seven and below was bad. That's a terrible, that, like that means that, you know, there's no balance there. You know what I'm saying? So review scores don't really mean anything. They're way too subjective. They vary from place to place. Uh, if you want to read a review, if you want to do a review, if you want a review of the game or review of a product, just read the actual thing to hear what the person has to say about the item that they're reviewing. Yeah, um, I mean, and it also kind of died with bots too. I mean, we see games get review bombed, good or bad, prior right. to them even coming out, and then right. like two hours after they've come out, no possible chance somebody could have actually given it a proper review. Like I'm. 60 70 hours from being able to properly review this game like i have initial hype and i'm hyped about it and i've loved everything i've done so far but i've done so little right no i i got you yeah so i i, I yeah if, if so she did she give it a bad review she gave it a seven she gave it a seven okay yep. But it just it just upsets me that people like this have jobs in the industry when there's so many more better qualified people that could actually do their job, whether they like it or not. Depending on how fast you play through the game, I think the score is lower, right? So when I first started playing the game, actually pretty much 
mostly through the weekend. I was like, okay, if I had to rate this game, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, personally, if I had to rate it. The longer I played it, though, and the more the world expanded, the more uh, people that you get introduced, not even introduced to, but the more fixtures you, you start dealing with, the more areas you start going to, and the more activities you start dealing with, then it's more like, okay, now my now my idea of the game is is increasing. So I can see how somebody who, because she clearly, based on what you're saying, she, she rushed through the game. Yeah, right? I mean, she's probably um, the type of person that skips cutscenes. Uh, so she rushed through the game and I can see how that can result in a, um, you know, it result in a uh, lower score, but I mean, that's not a cyberpunk problem. That is a, that's a journalism problem, you know? Yep. So, I, I just, mean, I just wanted to bring that up cause got tired of it with the whole last of us two stuff. Also, I'm just getting tired of game journalism reviews in general. I think you're right. I think we just, uh, stop listening to them. All right. Well, The Last of Us, didn't they get good reviews? That got good reviews and good press. No, not not till later. It got well, some good, good, but yeah, it, it it mostly got creamed, especially really? early on. Yeah. I know it got from a game from a player perspective, it was getting it got railed. But I thought it was getting good reviews. I I didn't read those either. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> you see and that's just uh you're actually winning the game. I just need to take on what you do and just <laughs> not listen to any of them. Right. So I, I do want to talk about like, you know, we're gonna actually start talking about what we thought about the game, our initial thoughts. Um let's just start with how it looks, you know. Let's be shallow for a minute, right? Let's talk about <laughs> the visuals of the game. <laughs> I honestly was not that impressed, especially when when I first started the game. Now that does not mean I don't think the game looks good. I think the game looks good. Actually, I think the game looks great. I think I, I don't know. I My expectations were maybe just too high, and I don't know why. It's not, it's not like, you know, they presented something to, maybe I, I took, maybe I had been looking at the screenshots for too long, because still screenshots look beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, when you see things in motion, things look a little different. So I don't blame CD Projekt Red for this. Like, this is, I just think my expectations were out of whack. Maybe because it was in development for so long, too. But when I started playing the game, and I'm like, this doesn't look that much better than Deus Ex Mankind Divided, in my opinion. And I think, maybe, you know, you know what it probably was? It was the fact when I played Deus Ex Mankind Divided, when I started playing that game, when you get into the first level, you're like, wow, this game looks good. And when I started playing Cyberpunk, it's like, oh, this game looks good. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't, there's no wow factor there. That's uh, one big boulder right there. Good. That is one magnificent boulder. Yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, I knew that I wasn't going to be impressed by the visuals during the character creation because when I'm looking at the character, I'm like, I've seen characters that look like this before. I've seen graphics that look like this before. So I kind of started preparing myself for the fact that this wasn't going to look, this wasn't going to bring anything new visually that I hadn't seen before. Well, once again, I just want to reiterate. The game looks great. <laughs> okay, but still, I'm just saying it's no wow factor, that's all. So for me, it's definitely a wow factor, but I also am running on a 10, 1070. I'm not used to seeing the graphics you do. Lots of the games that I play aren't even the newest top-of-the-line 
graphical games. I mean, I play Overwatch. I play World of Warcraft Classic, not retail, Classic. So 15-year-old game. And I don't play a ton of games that really have a ton of graphics. Like, I guess, Baldur's Gate 3. and But, like, I don't really see a whole ton. So when I came in, I was kind of expecting more realistic graphics like somebody looking real and it did uh it did initially put me on ultra i had to change my settings to high because my graphics card was just like about 17 frames a second on ultra and i was like well this isn't gonna fly but i love the graphics it's very comic book like where Kind of the backgrounds will kind of sink in, but the characters kind of pop out, and I've I've really liked it. But it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Looking at the the still shots and everything else, I thought it was going to just look like real life almost. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting like realistic graphics. Uh, I I don't, you know what? Like I said, I don't. I'm not place and blame anybody except myself i just think my expectations were out of whack for various reasons you know and maybe like i said w- w- just because it didn't wow me you know it looks don't, it doesn't it does look better than deus ex for sure i will admit this as the world opens up in my opinion the game starts to look better you know i started as a street kid and as a street kid you start in watson which is not the best looking part of the game to be honest with you, it's not a great looking part of the game. It kind of looks like like a, a, a futuristic borough of New York, not Manhattan, you know, not downtown Los Angeles, you know, like stuff like that. So it, it just wasn't that impressive to, to look at. But once you start getting into some of these other areas, it does look pretty good. My favorite place, surprisingly, is the Badlands. That 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 place looks the best to me, and I don't. I, I just I didn't expect that. Everything so the I'm seeing, looks good. Mm-hmm. everything I'm seeing, the whole world, which makes sense to me now, but it came to me while I was watching it. The whole world just feels like the world in Johnny Mnemonic. Do you remember that Keanu Reeves movie yeah. in the nineties, <laughs> where you would yes. jack in and hack things? With the same type of tech that's coming out of your arm in this game, it came out of his like like neck in in that movie. Johnny Mnemonic, yeah, yeah, and I mean it's I'm getting a feel of Johnny Mnemonic across the entire game, but I right. haven't been to the Badlands yet. So, yeah, and I don't like I I was just surprised that I'm like oh this place is actually looking pretty nice. I think I'm just getting old, Bob. Oh, this place is pretty beautiful. <laughs> uh, but I I had RTX turned on at first, but to me, in my opinion, it wasn't worth it. So with RTX on, uh, I was getting about 60 frames. I'm running a 2080 Ti, and it was unsteady. So I'm going to say it was, it was bouncing between t- 50 to 60 frames with RTX on, but I didn't feel like the RTX features were worth it. Like, the puddles of water looked amazing, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> When I turn RTX off, I'm getting like 95 frames per second. That's what I'm averaging. I'm averaging 95 frames per second. So, yeah, like I, I turned RTX off. And in my opinion, the game actually looks better because it's just so much smoother. You know, 
And maybe so, that's why it looked better for me right off the bat, because my card isn't capable of RTX. Yeah, so, yeah, I just turned it off. I'm getting my 90, you know, X, you know, S frames per second. And I I, I think it, it, it does uh, look good. There is one effect that they have in a game that I think kind of makes it look a little bad. So if you go out to the Badlands, and maybe, I have it on Ultra. Maybe if you don't have it on Ultra, they don't do this. But they put fake cars on the road in the distance. To make it seem like there's a lot of people driving out there, which I don't understand. I mean, it's the Badlands. There shouldn't be a lot of people driving out there. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But they put fake cars on the road, and they're they they don't have they're like low resolution. So I would just take that out. But other than that, like I said, the game looks good. I don't think you're gonna be like, oh my god, look at this game. Like this is this is the future. This is this is so. I think a lot of people were expecting this game to be the showcase for the next generation. Uh, the showcase for the RTX for the three thousand uh, yeah three thousand series Nvidia cards, and in my opinion, is just not. It looks good though. But go ahead, Bob. See, I th- I think it looks amazing, but I wanted to take you back to the character creation. Now, okay. I initially said I was going to be default V, but I actually changed my mind and and uh, changed it up quite a bit. But when I first got into the game, you know, they said this was going to be an adult game, so. I, of course, and I don't even know, you might even want to cut this for the cutting room floor. You might not even want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I, of course, went into the female model because I wanted to see if you could change boob sizes. You could. I was upset that there was only three sizes. I I wanted, like, the super crazy huge size. I just, you know, just wanted to see what you could do. But then I went back and made my character. and then. You can just not have a dick on the male character, but you can't put boobs on him. And I was like, guys, this is 2020. Like, got to give us all the options here. Like, why can't my dude have boobs? Like, that's just not Actually, I didn't, cool. Actually, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that you, like, I didn't even think about that, that you could not put breasts on the male model. I made a male, my, I've planned for my, for my next uh, character, I'm going to make a female and you know, see what what goes on there. But yeah, I didn't really notice that. Like, but you know what you can do on the male model? You can give him a vagina. You can give him a vagina. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, you can give you can give oh, the male okay. model a vagina, but well, you can't give him boobs. Definitely saw you could you know change the size of your penis on the male model. And I just want to know yeah. who would not choose big. And then I was talking to my brother on the phone the other day. And he told me that he almost chose small, but then decided with default. And I was like, who doesn't choose big? <laughs> like, who doesn't choose I, big? Yeah, I don't know. I left it at default. Like, it, it does, like what? <laughs> you're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. Uh, I saw it. There was, there was one mission where they took all of my clothes off and I go into inventory. And I'm like, oh, hey, that. Pecker hanging out right out there. So, oh, oh yeah, because you started a different path. Like, no, that does not happen on Street Kid. I'd never lose all of my clothes on Street Kid. Oh, I don't man. think. Yeah, I don't think there's any mission that makes me lose my clothes on Street Kid. It was. I'm thinking it was the mission where I got killed, and then I came out oh. and I had no clothes on, and I had to put everything back on. Right. Okay. No. Okay. So yeah, they do. Like, I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I didn't, 
I, I never even thought about that. So, but besides the joking, I was a little let down with the lack of options for creating a character. It seemed like some things, you know, you have some beers, you have like three different styles of them, and then have like 10 to 15 main styles. It seemed like I couldn't find my specific beard, which mine's not even that weird. It's like a goatee without a mustache. It's not a weird beard. It's pretty normal, but I couldn't find that anywhere. And Well, I... Good. I I did not. So first, I didn't think they lacked options. I actually, I'm glad that they did not have too many options. I do not like creative characters that have a ton of options. I've spent too way too much time there. And you end up having like a elephant looking person at the end because you're like, (laughs) I don't know how to properly make a nose. Yeah, (laughs) that's when you learn that you're not going to be a good plastic surgeon. Right. So I actually, if it makes you feel better, I, I did find my beard. So <laughs> I found my beard in the game. Well, you have one gorgeous um, beard, Joe. Well, thank you. And the, the the length actually matched until I shaved it this Saturday. I shaved my beard down uh, this Saturday. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think, I don't know. I think I was on create a character, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, something like that. Just, you know, checking out the different notes. I mean, cause like a lot of the different, body parts have like between 10 to 20 options maybe some a little more so that was enough for me i was fine with it yeah i just thought with all of the hype they had talked on different videos i watched talking about the character creation i thought you'd be able to just really make some crazy different things was there a randomized option because I totally there were forgot pre-made to use ones. One. There were pre-made there were ones. Pre-made ones. But it no, like randomizes the funnest thing, like in in those types of games where you create a character. I think the pre-mades were your randomized. I think the pre-mades, technically speaking, were your randomized ones. That's oh. what I think that was. So I wish there was uh, a because I usually I start with a pre-made that I kind of like, and then I change it. So, but it doesn't really. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't even think I'm going to spend as much time on my next creative character because you just don't see your character that much unless you go look you in really a mirror. You don't, dude. You, you see your pants quite a bit and your shoes. Like, make sure you got some good shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I'm kind of a snob with the clothes. Like, I will not wear something that looks stupid that's better than what I already have. I'll just be like, I look no. like a clown. No, yep. I look like a clown because I need, I want the highest, I want my highest gear. That's the problem with the game like this. I'm surprised they did not add a feature for, you know, maybe a slot system for your clothes or something like that, that make that that's, and that's what gives your clothes your stats. Well, I mean, you because can upgrade I, your clothes though, through the, the crafting, which I've done some of, but haven't really messed. I'm waiting till I get like legendaries or purples before I really mess with, that you know right. what i mean that's 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 the issue like i don't i got a legendary like blazer but i don't want a blazer i'm a street kid <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so i need to find some i i don't even have like blueprints for any good clothes either i have, I have a couple blueprints for or uh, crafting specs i think they are for weapons 
but not for not for any clothes. So I look like a clown, man. I have like disco pants on. I have a blazer with a wife beater under it. And I have a gas mask with like a samurai helmet on right now. I look an absolute fool as I'm playing this game. Oh, dude. See, yeah, and like, I just won't even wear it. Like I won't wear a hat because I haven't found a hat that I think is cool. Oh no! Give me the armor. I'll take. I'll, I'll take the armor. So, uh, yeah. But like I said, I the I don't want to say the creative character feels like a waste, but because you don't see your character that much, it it, it just kind of like kind of ruins not ruins the importance. I don't I don't want I don't want to make it sound dramatic, but the importance just isn't there as much to me. You it's know? it's kind of like the catch twenty two. This game's awesome with the way it does cutscenes in the sense that there is no cutscenes. You just walk up to somebody, start talking to them. If you're done talking to them, you just walk, you just walk away and then no more talking to them. You know, there's but cutscenes in games give you that visual representation of your character at different parts of it, which is satisfying to a lot of people. And that's something that this game definitely does lack. And it's kind of a bummer with all the different clothing that you can get. Right. Uh, so I, I do want to hop into the gameplay a bit. Um, so if I had to, if I had to kind of like, you know, condense this game down, you know, in terms of like what it is, like if somebody said, well, what is cyberpunk? Like I can honestly say it is grand theft auto five meets deus ex. That's essentially what it feels like. Did you play any of the Deus Ex? I mean, the newer ones, like uh, yeah. Human Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. I would say I would be close to that. I would say it's Skyrim combined with Deus Ex. Why Skyrim? Because go ahead, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Why Skyrim as opposed to GTA? Skyrim or Fallout? It's very Skyrim or Fallout esque with the way. The hand-to-hand and the melee combat works. It's, but it's Deus Ex with the way the shooting works. You know what I mean? Like, and just the fact that you can talk to anybody, get a quest from anybody. It's definitely miles above Sky Skyrim. But I get that feeling of I can go anywhere and do anything and do any quest. And it's just like a big open world, whereas GTA never really felt like that for me. It felt like I want to get through this story and I'm not messing with any of the extra stuff. So it could just be personal preference, too. You sound like that reviewer, Bob. (laughs) Like, that's like, I mean, GTA has a ton to offer. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, especially in terms, especially GTA 5, like that. Los Los Santos was massive, you know, like it, it was it, especially for the time. It was just a massive a world, and so I GTA mean, dude, Five have was you so played b- Skyrim. I have, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's and, the same I, thing. GTA Five. I'm pretty sure the map for GTA Five is larger than Skyrim's, though. It could, and yeah, it could be. I'm just saying, just the ability to walk in any building, the ability, and that's not a GTA thing. You know what I mean? The ability to walk into any building weird stuff's going on in weird places like that's very skyrim and fallout-esque whereas grand theft auto there was definitely lots of different things to do but it didn't feel like a completely open world like skyrim or fallout did 
there were tons of things that happened in GTA that you could just stumble upon. Tons of things, like, you know, that you could just kind of stumble upon. Like, for example, you know how many people missed the stock market? Like, that was, and that's a massive part of GTA is the stock market. And it was actually really easily, you can easily kind of miss it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, you can easily kind of miss it. So yeah, I think I, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I definitely played Skyrim. It wasn't, it, I, you definitely enjoyed it way more than I did. But right, well, let's just yeah. say it's a cross between Skyrim, Deus Ex, and GTA Five. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. I mean, I feel like the Deus Ex portion of it covers the Skyrim portion of it, uh, especially in terms of like the dialogue. Um, the gameplay is like Deus Ex in terms of like you can you can go loud or you can go stealthy. You know, if, if you want to in many situations. I do think that the stealth in Deus Ex trumps this game, and I think it has a lot to do with the level design. I think Deus Ex had better level design in in when, when it comes to engaging enemies. Uh, so that helped with the stealth aspect. And that could be why of, I'm thinking Skyrim and Fallout too, because the stealth is very similar, but better. I mean, yeah. Skyrim well, and Fallout were like what, like this game is what they wanted to do. Right. Uh, yeah, but like in terms of GTA Five, being able to hop in a car, take a car, or and just kind of ride around this city, you know. Uh, and there's a lot of places in this in this game where you can just kind of walk into and check out what's going on yeah. at any given time. I, that's another thing I want to point out, though. I do like that you can't just easily steal a car in this game. Like you can go to where like a crime is in progress. You can kill those guys and take their their cars. I do that quite a bit. But right. You can't just go steal a car without the proper skills to do so. It's without not, the skills to do so, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, so you just you do need the, the skills to actually get a, a car. But the world is, I, I would say this is, the world that they built here feels the most, well, I'm just trying to think, what's the, it feels very authentic, right? There's lots of people on the streets, there's cars on the road. I mean, there's even like traffic in this game and traffic and traffic jams uh you and know. it's not as wonky as like g as like gta was like it really feels it feels good i don't know how to explain it, it feels like they're actually driving instead of just kind of going i don't know i do <laughs> i i really need to understand what happened where did gta touch you <laughs> because you called it wonky, you called it janky, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's one of my favorite games of all times, but I believe that it's a completely wonky, janky game, especially with the driving and with basically the physics of the game is what is what you know makes it wonky and janky. But I, it, I mean, it's one of my favorite games ever. All right. Uh, one thing I was impressed by when driving around a city is the scale of the city, uh, where, you know, it may not sound like a lot, but the streets in terms of their width are actually scaled pretty properly, you know, for what you expect in a, in a major city that has, you know, cars and intersections and, and things of that nature. When you go to different parts of the city, it does feel like you're driving through 
a futuristic Manhattan or a futuristic, you know, Los Angeles or something like that. Like, you know, you're in, you're driving down a street, there's other cars on the road and these, these skyscrapers above you with ads on them and stuff like that, which actually seems pretty cool. So, and then you drive, you're like driving on the, the highway and you, you basically have like the skyline, right? Like the highways are actually, actually kind of work the same way they do in real cities, right? You know, where they just, it goes through the entire city and it drops you off at certain points and things like that. So yeah. It's yeah. Actually pretty you have cool. exit ramps and it's equally as annoying as, as real cities where you're trying to get to this place that's on a road that's above you, you know, and like there's many cities that are, that are like that. I, recently went to Stockholm and they have just entire entire markets and everything like on a second layer of the city. It's hard to explain, but like you literally have the streets running underneath and then lots of places here in the States, you'll have like a road up above, but there's not businesses and stuff on it too. But in like Stockholm, there is, you know, like there's the main roads. There's a whole other layer of the city up, up, up above, and that's what this city like has a lot of, which is really neat. Sometimes a little annoying because you're like, dang it, I'm one, I'm one layer down. I need to get one layer up, and then I have to mm-hmm. find that route up. But yeah, it's now, definitely speak, cool. Speaking of the cars, I actually am, and I'm not complaining, but. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of how they control. Maybe I'm still, I mean, I've been playing for like almost 20 hours now and I'm still getting used to the physics of how they work. Um, it's almost, it almost feels like they want you to be more reserved in your driving. They don't want you to just slam the gas down and start driving around because when you need to brake, you're never going to be able to brake properly. Oh, dude, you know, that, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. And it's, yeah. especially that first car, drives like a freaking brick i will say i took out this crime in progress and they had these two fancy sports cars and i got the fancy sports car and i was able to make turns like i could have never even dreamed of in the other car and it was it handled really well so I think it would have even been better if I was able to use the the controller so hopefully that advice you gave me earlier in the cast works for me because it's driving me nuts using a and d to turn but it did definitely control way better also motorcycles seemed easier to control also do you use third person i can't imagine driving without being a third person yeah yeah so i i drive motorcycles exclusively pretty much because of the traffic issue like i just want to be able to zip in and out of traffic and things like that so i drive motorcycles exclusively they do they feel like they handle a bit better but they also have a problem where i don't know if i'm missing something is there a way to lean with the motorcycle or do i just turn it because it feels like they want you to lean with it to get the turn because when i just turn it the whole body kind of turns if i'm going too fast like you really have to watch your speed when you're making turns and and stuff you gotta use the handbrake spacebar well, you can, well, if you, even if you handbrake, sometimes a handbrake's like too much. Like if you're going too fast, like you're not going to make a clean turn. Yeah. You do need to watch, you have to, you have to watch your speed is what I'm saying. And in, in most games like this, 
you could just slam the gas and then you can you control the car. So, I mean, I if that's the way it, it is, de- that's the way it is. Yeah, I think it depends on the car you have because I could definitely make faster turns at faster speeds with that sports car. Whereas with the boat you start out with, I had to like basically just brake early, like quite a bit early before my turn and then turned because right. there was no making that turn. I was just going to basically... It was like my first car, a 1979 Thunderbird. It was a boat. If you tried to turn at fast speeds, you were just going to keep going straight. Right. Now, now we knew dialogue was obviously a huge part of the game. Um, we knew that the character's life path would determine a lot of what you, you know, a lot of your speech options, which that has been pretty massive like i get I, i've diffused situations because of being of, of being a street kid especially when it comes to dealing with the gangs De- like, i i don't know what it's like to be a corpo but when dealing with the gangs like having that street kid uh slang and not slang but you know having that street kid knowledge is coming in really helpful but another thing that really affects the dialogue were the character stats you know and um i Right now, a lot of my stuff is kind of even, but I do need to start specializing in stuff a bit more. So I think maybe I'm going to put more into intelligence because I've missed some intelligence options recently uh, that I think would have gotten me either a bigger reward or maybe turned the conversation or granted some additional knowledge. uh, And I kind of of missed that stuff. But yeah, having character stats in both, I think it's both in, well, actually character stats in body, tech, intelligence and cool will present more and more options for for uh dialogue i've gotten quite a few options with reflexes really uh, maybe my reflex is just actually i'm trying to think like no because you'd still see the options like you would still see the option it would just be grayed out grayed out like the reflexes is like a circle i wonder i wonder if you can be so low that the option doesn't show up or I wonder if the corpo has more reflexes options that show up. No, you're right because I have seen the circle. I forgot about that. Uh, you're 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 100 right. I just don't see it that often. I just don't see that that's the circle the reflex option too often. Uh, something else that can affect dialogue are character actions, which you're probably like no shit, but unprompted character actions, right? So I had this one side mission I was doing where. Somebody sent me to receive this footage. They told me the footage was about one thing, right? So when you get to the terminal, you can just do the objective. You can just get the footage and leave. But I check every terminal. So I check the terminal. There was a file in the terminal. I look in the file. It's a video. At the very end of the video, it showed this guy shooting somebody. And it's like, and then you hear, you know, Johnny Silverhand come on and he says something. And then boom. Now I have new options. Now I can go confront the guy about it, which gives me new options with him. And the path, I don't want to give it away for anybody, but the path I went down made some people angry. And I'm curious how it's going to come back a bit later. Or if I didn't do that, maybe I would have more options a bit later. You know? So, yeah, like your character actions and even your um, non-critical dialogue can change your options so this that you have you know the the dialogue that's in yellow and you have the dialogue in blue dialogue in yellow pushes the dialogue forward dialogue in blue just usually gives you more information but sometimes that dialogue in blue 
will change your dialogue and yellow options. Yep. Yeah. So you have to be uh, you have to be careful with what you say uh because yeah, yeah you, you do have to pay attention to all this stuff. You you definitely don't want to treat it like just a completionist. I've realized that completionist is not a thing in this game. Do not just hit all the blue stuff before you go on. If you don't feel it's right for the situation, for the way your character would react to this true role-playing game, then just don't say it. Just leave, just don't even use that option. Right. Now, you said you you have used the crafting system a bit. Like, you've used it for upgrades, right? I've used it for upgrades so far. I haven't gotten enough components to actually create uh, the new, you know, purple version from blue version of the guns and stuff but i found same, a lot of iconic thing. stuff same thing like i've upgraded some weapons and that's it like i haven't really had a chance so uh, for right now i can't really report on the crafting system but what i can talk about the both the gunplay and the stealth play because well i think last week i said i was going to play this game stealth and i just told you i don't think like, the stealth in this game is all right like it's not bad but it's not that fun for me. So in many cases, I'll just go loud unless I'm just really outnumbered. Like if I'm outnumbered or overpowered, I'll go stealth, but I'm definitely going louder way more frequently than I I thought I was. I think if you're going to go stealth, you kind of have to like mix it with the hacking part of it because you have to like distract enemies that stealthily kill and take someone out. I do. And it's still like not that, entertaining uh there but it, it, it has more to do with the level design that had like stealth in games like this have a lot to do with how the level's designed what determine how fun it is right you know because in deus ex you can go through this door or you go through this window or you go through this uh you know this uh vent or something like that Whereas in this game, it's like, okay, we can go through the door. Maybe you climb up here and you go through this window. It gets you to the second floor. But ultimately, you're just crouching and walking a lot. <laughs> That's what ends up <laughs> happening. So I actually end up doing a lot of gunplay. Um, and with the, even with the gunplay, I feel like the a- enemy AI isn't that smart. I think they might actually have a pathing issue. There's a chance that that's the issue. That, that's the problem. It's, it's actually a pathing issue. So sometimes they just stand still and they don't do anything. So maybe if they patch that, it gets better. And I'm playing the game on hard. I, there might be one more difficulty on top of that, but I'm playing yeah. the game on, on hard right now. There's two um, harder ones from default. I'm playing on hard also. But it yeah. does seem like I can pretty much take care of anything I've run into so far. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not super far in the game. So right. it could change. But Yeah. I mean, it changes because you're going to run into enemies that just out-level you. Uh, you know, and that's when – or they just they, – they overpower you because there's so many of them. So you have to run into that. But in terms of shooting, like you, the the enemies are not – you're not playing Doom here, okay? <laughs> you know, the, the, the AI is not really necessarily built for that. So I kind of feel like the gunplay and the stealth play are maybe it's, it's, it's got a jack-of-all-trades type problem here, right? Jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So both the gunplay and the stealth play are okay. You know, like it's... Anyway, no, it's not bad. I've been playing for 20 hours. I expect to play it for hundreds <laughs> like because I'm having a good time with the game, uh, you know, if, if it has that much replayability. But, yeah, I was 
I don't want to say I was disappointed. Have, uh, have I was, you used melee weapons much? No, because I hate the melee system in this game. See, See I've used a bunch of it. Like to finish off the last few enemies, let's run in there like, Wah! you know, just nah, take out a couple nah. of them and you like hack their limbs off and hack their head off. And it's been pretty fun for, for, for me. My biggest complaint in this game so far is the melee combat. And it has a lot to do with how enemies engage in melee combat. And this is the, 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 the worst side quest in this game so far is one where you have to do these boxing matches. Enemies, when they swing at you or they, they try to attack you with melee, they slide. Like, it's very disorienting because they'll plant their foot and they'll do their attack. And while they're doing their attack, they'll slide too. So even if you move back, you may think that you've moved far enough away and then they slide in and the attack hits you anyway. Extremely frustrating. Whoever developed the system, I don't understand how you don't see that as a problem. I just, I just don't like I've had enemies like run up to me and they stop to do their heavy attack. And as they're doing the heavy attack, they slide forward. I'm like, Oh my God, this is frustrating. Give me, so can you give me an example of a first person game that did melee? Well, cause it like, that's one of the biggest things that reminds me of Skyrim and fallout is the melee combat. And I mean, it's just not good. You know, it's just, like Skyrim and Fallout were horrible, but like Mirror, Mirror's Edge did melee combat well. Mirror's Edge, huh? Okay, I never played that. Mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge, like that's one of my favorite uh, first-person non-shooter games. Is Mirror's Edge? So Mirror's Edge did a good job. One thing I will say about going loud versus staying stealth is that violent actions lead to more violence, right? So if you go loud. And it's like, let's say you shoot up a gang hideout or you shoot up a gang or whatever. If you stay in that area for extended period, like if you don't leave immediately, more gang members will come. And so you're going to find yourself in constant fights until you leave the area. This happens a lot during gigs for me because I'll shoot up the place. And as I'm going through all of the loot, (laughs) you know, more gang members come. I'm like, well, now you got to die too. (laughs) Yeah, see. I bound F to like one of my extra mouse buttons, not the normal thumb buttons, but I have like two extra ones on the top of my mouse. I bound yeah. F to that and I just loot everything without even seeing what it is. And then after I leave the area, I'm like, ooh, all right, check, check my goodies. What'd I get? And I don't, in- inventory management is nuts in this game. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's why I don't do that because the inventory management, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the inventory management in this game. I don't understand why you cannot select multiple items and set them as junk or set them to disassemble and then boom, hit it in one button. I mean, that has been in games for I don't know how long and it's not here. There is a perk that will automatically disassemble all of your junk, um, but then you can't turn it off either. But But that's just junk. That's just junk, meaning you can't sell it. What about weapons? Weapons don't count as junk. Yeah. Do you want to like stick a specific one that you want to disassemble? But oftentimes, I find weapons actually will sell for more than they disassemble for. Whereas the junk and the 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 like energy drinks and stuff will disassemble for quite a bit more cash than they would sell for. 
But that means you still have to select the weapons one at a time and sell them and stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, no, I don't want to deal with that. So that's why I actually don't do that. I'm actually pretty careful with the stuff that I pick up. I, I am careful about it. See, it's been pretty fun for me doing it right now, but I'm sure it's going to get old really Dude, when fast. You go in, when you go into an area and you lay out like 30 enemies, we'll see how, how uh, you know, how, oh, yeah. after I you mean, do like, that a few times. After oh, you I've do done that it a few, a few times, times yeah. where I go in with like 50 of 260 because I, of course, got the perk immediately that allows you to carry more because, uh, right. But like... Uh-huh. I'll go in and pick up 200 stones worth of weight and then I get out and then it takes me just as long as it took me to do the mission to like to get out to to <laughs> to, to, to like uh disenchant uh disassemble all of the stuff I need to disassemble figure out what I'm going to sell but I mean I do have I I have like 75k right now and I'm barely into the game so I've definitely been right. uh min-maxing that uh the those you know eddies right so one thing that i do that i that i had to readjust once i actually got into the game proper is my um oh god i forget what it's called the thing that lets you use hacking the uh the deck the um the cyber deck sorry so i had to i had to take my cyber deck a bit more seriously because at first i was just using the default i had ping i had like one hack on there but it gets really important later on like if you whether you're doing stealth or whether you're doing stealth or if you're doing like live combat to have that cyber deck updated you know uh because it comes in so handy where you're attacking one enemy and you put like a hack on another one and you put a hack on another one. Or if you're using stealth, you can have hacks that make it so that people can't see or hacks that make it so that people can't hear. And it makes a huge difference. So I am enjoying that. That is one thing I pumped up. My cyber deck, like my, my RAM slots, I have a lot of them. <laughs> I have a lot of RAM slots so that I can uh, really just like just go nuts with the hacking. And that was something that confused me early on was when enemies were hacking me and I was just overheating. I was like, what is going on right now? Right. But I figured it out with a little quick Google search. What the heck was going on? <laughs> yeah, I got the perk so that I can see who's hacking me. That's I like when I told the story. Yep, yeah. I got it too. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Yeah, so, Yep, so that's I I ended up doing that, but I am enjoying that element of the game. So I, that is one thing that, in terms of my, because I actually I almost feel like I, like I said I've been playing the game for like somewhere between fifteen and twenty hours, and I feel like I'm still kind of in the beginning of the game because my cyber upgrades like I have a ton of slots that have nothing in them, nothing. Like, because, oh, yeah. and, and and I still I don't have enough. Uh, Maybe I don't have I'm not meeting requirements in terms of a certain stats, or maybe I don't have enough street cred still, you know. Uh, so I feel like I'm still kind of in the beginning of the game a bit because I, I'm just like not kitted out like that. So yeah, it's massive, dude. It is massive. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm treating this like I am other games where I'm trying to clear more side quests and stuff like that. And um, right now. The right right before we started doing this, I was actually in the middle of a mission with who I think 
and I'm curious to see what happens in other playthroughs if there's other people like this, but who I think is going to be my character's love interest. But I, I'm curious as to how I, how we, like how we reach this. Right? Is this one character the love interest for the game, or because of ha- things that I said to her that I wasn't expecting? Is that how she became the love interest? Because there's several characters that I've interacted with. Oh, there's tons of love interests in the game. And possibly you can cheat on your your love interests too. There's, I mean, there's a whole bunch. And I mean, you can just go buy a hooker. Well, you can, but that's not a love interest, Bob. True, <laughs> true. Well, but you know what? what? Like, if I love her, <laughs> don't judge me. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying like it with Mass Effect. You know, you can actually actively work toward making somebody your love interest. You know that. Like, that's that's the way Mass Effect works. Oh, yeah. You just pick all the nice options and it gets there. But this game is going to be a lot more like Witcher 3. Whereas in Witcher 3, you know, spoilers for anybody who's listening, but I tried to romance Tess and... uh. Oh my gosh, what's her name? The mage. I tried to romance both the main options for romance. And then you get to this point where you're like, you think they're both coming over to have like a threesome with you. And you're like, oh yeah. And no, it turns out that they tricked you. They were both pissed that you were like basically two-timing each of them. And they tie you up, drug you. And then leave you a note with, you don't get either of us. You screwed up, pal. And it's the best thing ever because you make the decisions so far earlier in the game. There's no way you're going to go back to a previous save to like change it. You basically are just stuck with with that. That's what a lot of people are guessing are going to be the love interests in this game. Like You could really jack it up easy and the nice option isn't always going to get the person that you want like there and there's also uh some people are saying judy doesn't even like men like you can't get her to romance you if you're a man because she likes women so it's going to be interesting so well what that's exactly what i was getting ready to say is that you're talking about romance options and romancing those characters I did nothing to my knowledge to romance this character, right? That's what I'm trying to say. Romance options in games are usually pretty easy to tell. Oh, they right? would just I'm not even, you. I'm not even talking about having a heart next to a piece of dialogue or something like that. I was just, just the flow of the conversation we had eventually led to a dialogue option. That's what it was. It just like the flow of the conversation just led to a dialogue option. I was like, okay, I'll pull that branch. And I, and I pressed <laughs> the dialogue option and I kept going. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I think this is the love interest, but no one else in the game have I had this opportunity with. No one. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this the only love interest in the game? Or is it because of, ha- of the relationship that I built with the character? Because yeah, I wasn't really trying to be like romance the character. Like there was no flat out options for me to do that. Yeah, so I definitely want to see how that kind of pans out and see what who else I meet and 
what kind of happens. And you're talking about Judy. Uh, I mean, I don't want to give too much away too early, uh, but that I think that will be clarified going forward. Like what's up with Judy. So cool. Yeah. Just, I'm uh, just, not just into Judy. So, Oh, okay. Well, she does. She's not into you either, Bob. <laughs> uh, I did want to step back for a second and talk a bit about. I guess maybe this is this kind of goes in with the combat stuff or the stuff that we're talking about. But there's there are quite a few ways to approach the situation, right? I mean, if you're a hammer, then you can tr- act like a hammer in this game. You can probably bust down every front door and just start spraying. You know, if you yeah. wanted to, if you think I mean, you can make it. You have but, so many healing, like. I'm just starting the game and I'm just overloaded with healing potions or whatever they're called, the stims. They're, I think they're more effective in the beginning of the game because later in the game, the hit people, the hits hurt more. And also on top of that, like the dots that people put on you do more damage than the heals will give you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think like if you just use cover properly, you're, gonna be you're gonna be okay for a while as long as you just don't run in and just stand there with like five people shooting you you're gonna be able to use geometry pretty well for the most part unless you get overwhelmed by like by like melee but the quick melee feels pretty good like you quick melee them and then shoot them well, what I was going to say is that if you wanted to be a hammer and treat every situation like you're just going to go and shoot a place you can, right? But, you know, if you take your time and look outside the place you need to get into, uh, you can find other ways into it, right? You might find a, a window on the second floor and a way to get up to it. Uh, you might be able to, if your body attributes are strong enough you may be able to force your way through door in the back or maybe you can hack your way through door in the back or maybe you could pick a lock or something like that you know yeah there seems to be different options for each style of play which seems cool it does seem though you need to focus on a style at some point at some point yeah I'm, i'm i think i'm hitting that part now that's the thing when i originally started playing i was going to focus on stealth uh intelligence and tech and tech and that was what i was planning on doing but i'm sorry i'm just doing way too much fighting in my opinion that i i think i would have been at a the game would have been way more difficult if i did not have my body stats up as much as i do so it's making a little it's making it tough like i need to be a jackknife in this game that's what it feels like so far but i'm also feeling the pain of not having um you know certain stats higher i'm actually thinking about maybe cutting not cutting back on my self stats but maybe not buffing up my self stats as much and maybe putting more into tech or reflexes or uh intelligence instead well and that's what's so cool about this game is that you have to make these choices and it sucks because you want to just have the best option for everything which you get in so many games nowadays but you have to make a choice at some point, what you're going to do, and then you're going to lose out on those other options. And I will say, the game does hook you up if you div- if you at least diversify some. So there's your main stats, which are like cool, tech, intelligence, body, and reflexes. Those you can never re you can never reset. 
but those are your base ones. You get one every, you get one at, attribute every level. Then you also get perks. Perks you can reset for 100K. But there's also within each of the main stats, there's like two or three different categories that you could also work up. So like hand, so like handguns is one. Uh, assault rifles is one. And as you work those levels up, you get extra perks. So even if you don't have intelligence worked up much, it still behooves you to hack things at times and breach things at times because you're going to work up those inner stats that are going to give you more perks that you could put any place you want to put. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, building the character is a big deal, like, in the game. Like, I, I honestly thought, oh, I did not put enough thought into it. But then again, I uh, I also just expected that I was going to go stealth, right? But now that I'm actually faced with the reality of the game, like, I actually need to really pay attention. Like, so sometimes I actually end up just holding on to points Dude, until, I can figure out what, until I can figure out what I want to do with it. I've got three know? points now. I haven't put in my attributes. I've done the perks, yeah. but I haven't put in the actual the attributes, attributes because I'm like, well, maybe I might run it. And that's the whole min-maxer in me. I'm going to think that I'm going to run into a mission. I'm going to have a dialogue option. I'm going to go back to a previous save, add those points, <laughs> use the dialogue option. Like, And I shouldn't do this, but it's a habit I'm going to have to break with this game. And I'm just going to have to just realize that I'm going to play the game through again in a different way. And I kind of feel like I should have done intelligence and, and cool with the corpo. I feel like the street right. kid would have made more sense to do body and reflexes, which is really what I'm really putting into now. And I kind of wish I had done that a little different, but you know, Oh, like I just means I have to play a whole other time. Yeah, like I'm I, I think I'm more so playing the game and I need to realize that I'm playing a character and not just the game. And that's what that's what that's what's really getting me. So you're role playing. I mean, yeah, I am role playing. <laughs> so maybe that's what they that's what they meant by yeah, this is the next level of RP you know, you know, game RPGs. Like you actually have to role play this shit. Like yep. you can't just it's cool. Max, you can't just play the game. Yeah. So yeah, it is cool. I'm really enjoying it. I am. I'll be straight up with you. Until after the prologue was done, and what I consider the prologue is up until you actually get the official twenty SR Punk twenty seventy seven screen. I thought the game was okay, right? Like I said, I would give it like an eight out of ten. It was okay. Once the game opened up to me, that's when I started really enjoying the game. So if you're still in the beginning of the game right now, you just might want to keep that in mind. Uh, that you know it doesn't start off like blazing fast. <laughs> no, and <laughs> you know? there's so many different, and I mean, definitely take your time with it. It's going to be slow yeah. to start with, but if you don't learn these systems early, it's going to be extremely overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, just the game in general with the cell phone is overwhelming. It's like real life. My cell phone's going off constantly. I mean, leave me alone. I just want to go to the diner and get some lunch. 
That's because you're moving. That's because you're probably doing a lot of level like leveling right now. Those calls come to you. Like certain people start contacting you after you hit certain levels. So that's probably why like you're blasting through levels right now and blasting through street cred. So you're getting a lot of calls. Uh, I one thing I do appreciate from the cyberpunk team is that the dialogue is not long winded. Like it, it, there, there is dialogue and there's a good amount of it, but it's not long winded between options. Dude, so. I love how. Okay, I love how they like force you to like make quick decisions at times. Like that part's awesome. Like games have done that before, but what right. this game does that I don't know that I've seen in another game is you'll be sitting there thinking about your dialogue option or I'll just get up when a dialogue option comes up and go make a drink or grab something from the other room. And the right. person's like, come on. Like, what's you, the problem? Like, are yeah, you going to talk? Doing? Cat yeah, got your tongue? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we can kind of like kind of wrap this episode up there. Like I said, next week we are going to start hopping more into the story. We're going to talk about the prologues. Uh, I think in full, we're going to talk about the prologues. Like, and I'm going to start another save for Nomad, so I can at least take a look at that. Because Bobby dying doing to hear, yeah, I'm doing Corpo. I'm dying to hear the differences between your playthrough and mine of the prologue. Like, I don't even know if you have the same side character. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked up anything, but I'm dying to hear what yours yeah, I was think, like i think I, i'm curious i think we do meet the same people but i'm not 100 percent sure i have to see but yeah we are gonna we are gonna do that and i'm looking forward to it i mean like oh obviously at this point i'm way past it but like i said i'm gonna go back through and uh play the the nomad at least through the uh initial part of the game and, and talk about that a little bit so yeah i mean like, we'd love to hear what your initial thoughts were of cyberpunk this week you know do you agree with some of the things we said or have different views we love to hear from you uh so definitely reach out to us like we have uh, a discord which is mash.gg slash discord you can hop into the night city stories channel uh, we also have a cyberpunk 2077 spoilers channel too so if you have something that you think is gonna be a bit spoilers just put it in there but we do want to hear what you guys think and what you know how have you been enjoying cyberpunk so far um you can also reach out to us on social media actually bob why don't you give me your social media you can find me on twitter at blazon underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b anything i'm doing is usually tweeted there right and you can follow me on twitter at jostradamus and you can also follow me on actually I stream on the Mashless Buttons Twitter and the Twitter, sorry, Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons if you want to know when we go live there. Uh but our uh, network Twitter account is the Mash Network. So it's twitter.com slash the mash network. So feel free to reach out to us on, on, on any of those accounts. Uh, like I said, we do have the Discord. We love to have you there and join the rest of our community. And uh, you can also reach us at contact at mash.gg. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear about your, you know your your comments and questions and your experience as well. Like I said last week, you know, we, we, we do want to hear about your night city stories. And uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your pot, on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a supporter on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support mash those buttons with, a you know as for as little as one dollar a month and in access to uh 
you know, exclusive content as well as early access to some content. Uh, if you uh, want to, we also do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash mash those buttons, or you can throw us a Twitch sub your way if you like to do that as well to help support. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about the shows on Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this week. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode, and we're finally going to start diving into the stories. So, we'll catch you then. I still can't believe you picked the default penis. <laughs> you have to get over it, Bob. <laughs>